an out-of-control housing market, high inflation, an increasingly high chance of a recession. These are the biggest economic themes today. I'm Gabe Friedman, and this week on Down to Business, I take a brief look at how they all connect. As inflation soars and the price of everything from gasoline to food rises, the Bank of Canada and other central banks are raising interest rates faster than anyone predicted in order to cool the economy. Will it cause housing prices to fall or will it cause a recession? I have two guests today discussing the big picture. As always, the interviews are edited for clarity and brevity. One more note before we get started. Down to Business will be taking some much-needed time off to recharge. After this, we'll return with new episodes starting on July 27th. Now back to today's show. Higher interest rates cause monthly mortgage payments to go up. So I asked Benjamin Tal, Deputy Chief Economist at CIBC World Markets, if he thinks rising interest rates will have a meaningful impact on Canada's housing market. Yes, listen, activity is going to go down next year, over the next year. Prices will go down, notably, especially in the low-rise segment of the market, namely detached houses. The condo market will outperform. Nevertheless, prices will go down. But if you think that Toronto, Vancouver will be affordable anytime soon, you're dreaming. And quite frankly, the situation will get worse down the road. Why? Because construction costs have risen dramatically and developers, and I had conversations with some big ones, they're canceling projects. They're not building because interest rates are high, taxes are way too high, and then construction costs went up. They simply cannot make money. You don't make money, you don't build. So they are canceling projects like there is no tomorrow. We are talking about thousands and thousands of units that are not coming, which means that uh, two years from now, when we wake up, when the economy recovers, demand is back, the supply will not be there. So it will get worse, not better. So we are taking a break now, but it's, this is not a structural change in the trajectory of the housing market in Canada. So interest rates are going up way faster than anyone expected. That's going to cool housing prices, but you're of the opinion it won't make much difference that it's basically just a short-term trend? Yes, I think that the number one enemy of the housing market is not only higher interest rates, but rapidly rising interest rates. And the hope and the prayer was that interest rates will be going up very, very slowly, and that was not the case. I think that the Bank of Canada, we're hoping that after Delta, we will have some diminishing impact of COVID, but then we got Omicron. Nobody predicted that. So you know, supply chain issues were supposed to ease and it didn't happen. And that was the big thing that accelerated inflation. We still have to remember that 60%, maybe 70% of inflation that we are seeing now is supply chain. And therefore, you have to have a working assumption about COVID. If you tell me that COVID will be with us in a very significant way over the next year, in a way that will uh, destroy economic activity, then all bets are off. But if you tell me that uh, 2022, at the end of the day, will be a transition year from a pandemic to an endemic, namely COVID will still be with us, but will be able to manage, then I can tell you that supply chain issues will start diminishing also. That's significant because that's 60% of inflation that we are seeing now, and that's what the Bank of Canada is banking on. I see. So inflation is fundamentally tied to supply chain problems, which should ease as COVID eases. But until then, you see interest rates rising to stop inflation. Do you have a worst case estimate of how high interest rates in Canada could go in the next year? Yes, uh, the market is pricing in a 3.5% overnight rate. And that's, I think, is a very aggressive scenario. That's a scenario that will take the economy into a recession. But we have to remember that the, the Bank of Canada has no problem, problem taking the economy into recession, quite frankly. 
if you give them two options, one is inflation expectations all over the place, the other is recession, they will take a recession any day, quite frankly, because for them, it's all about expectations. It's all about inflation expectations. If you and I start believing that inflation will be four, five, six percent, two or three years from now, then they lost the game. And that's something that they are not willing to do. For 40 years, they established their reputation as inflation fighters. They are not going to toss it away. They will do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to bring inflation back to target. So really, what's important to understand for the listeners, it's not about inflation at the end of the day. It's not about inflation. I can tell you that two, three years from now, inflation will be 2%. It's the cost of bringing inflation down to that target. That's the trick. And this issue is interest rates. And how rapidly they will rise and how high. The market is pricing in 3.5. I believe that they should go and stop at 3%. If they don't, it would be overshooting and that will be a recessionary scenario. I see. So 3.5% is kind of the highest you believe interest rates could go in the next 12 months. And you also think that's too high. Yeah, I said three and a half. That's what the market is pricing in. Now, we have to remember one. Every economic recession over the past 40 years was helped, if not caused, by a monetary policy error in which central bankers raise interest rates way too quickly. So the issue is that inflation, and that's important to understand, inflation is a lagging indicator. Inflation is telling you about the past. If you look at the past uh, four or five recessions, inflation peaked, peaked six months on average after the beginning of its recession which means it's telling you what happened in the past. But show me a central banker that will resist raising rates while observing still accelerating inflation. With the media is after you, the government is after you, that's how you overshoot. And the risk is that inflation will not ease soon enough. Supply chain issues will not ease soon enough for the Bank of Canada not to overshoot. That's the risk that we are facing. And that's why from a housing perspective, right? Obviously, home prices are crazy. They've been going up so fast in the past year or two. A lot of people have these big mortgage payments already. If they're coming up for a mortgage renewal and the interest rates are at three and a half, or frankly, I've heard some people say even higher, what is your expectation or prediction about whether this country faces a housing crisis in the next year or two where people can't afford their mortgages? Well, so let's define what the housing crisis is, because we have to remember that the home prices went up by almost 50% in two years. That was totally crazy, because home buyers and potential home buyers got the benefit of a recession vis-a-vis extremely low interest rates without the cost of a recession vis-a-vis a broadly-based increase in the unemployment rate. So people basically accelerated their activity. There was a sense of urgency to get into the market. So we borrowed activity from the future, and the future has arrived. That's basically where we are now. Now, if you look at people that renew their mortgages now, the damage is not as significant as you think, because remember, the last time interest rates were up was in 2017-18, exactly five years ago. So when you renew the five-year terms, you renew from already an elevated rate, so the damage is not as significant. However, the cohort that took mortgages in 2020-2021, when interest rates were in in the basement, that's where you will see the pain four years from now, five years from now, when they renew. That's where the risk is because the shock will be very, very significant. And that's where I expect some issues. So in other words, a year from now, it's probably not going to have that much of an issue because most people are on five-year mortgages that renew. And so if you go back to 2018, interest rates were starting to go up. So that category of homeowners are probably not going to see a huge differential, a huge hike in their mortgage rate. But in five years, if interest rates remain this high, which is somewhat dependent on inflation, then you could see a problem. 
Exactly. But the question is, will they remain at this level? And the story is that maybe they won't. We have to remember that we are now at peak inflation panic. And we know that uh, the Bank of Canada is uh, raising interest rates very, very aggressively. It's not unreasonable that the economy will slow down in 2023, maybe even a recession. And when it happens, the Bank of Canada will be cutting interest rates, not raising interest rates. And the five-year rate, the 10-year rate might go down a little bit over the next five years. So a lot can happen between now and then. So in some ways, what you're saying is sort of a good news scenario in that people who are starting to get worried right now, who are hearing stories about the 70s and the oil shock and seeing similarities to today's economic environment, maybe misreading the situation a little bit. Yes, I think that if you compare the current situation to the 1970s, there are many similarities. You know, back then, OPEC had the pricing power, and now OPEC is regaining that pricing power. Uh, back then, inflation was elevated, and back then, there were Soviet tanks. Uh, now, there are Russian tanks, but tanks nevertheless. So a lot of uh, similarities, but one big difference, what we discussed earlier, inflation expectations. Back then, expectations were all over the place. Wages were rising as fast as prices, so income was untouched in real terms. Today, that's not the case. Expectations are still muted relative to the level of inflation. And that's the number one target as far as the Bank of Canada is concerned, and that's why they are so militant, because they want to control expectations. And that's a huge difference between now and the 70s. If they don't control expectations, that will be the 70s all over again. And remember, the 70s ended up with the double deep recession of the 1980s. We want to avoid that. The Bank of Canada would like to avoid it. Therefore, they are raising interest rates aggressively now to make sure that you and I don't believe that they're going to fail achieving their inflation target. Right. So we could see a 0.75 interest rate hike when the Bank of Canada meets next. I think, I think it's a given. I also asked Tal if he sees any single policy prescription that would help fix Canada's housing market. Well, the good news is that the governments are now, for the first time ever, admitting that the issue is not demand, but supply. So they're talking about improving supply, and there are all kinds of policy suggestions. But uh, the government is saying, for example, that they would like to double on construction over the next 10 years. Good luck with that. That's not going to happen because the industry simply does not have the capacity to do so. Try to find a plumber in Canada. Good luck. It's simply impossible. We don't have enough construction workers. We don't have enough trade. The capacity is not there. We have to make sure that more people go to this occupation. That's one thing. The other is that we have to introduce a rental solution. I want to create a situation in which you are 35 years old, you are married, you have two kids and you are renting. Nothing is wrong with you. We need to develop this mentality the way it is in Berlin, London, Manhattan. And we need more purpose-built rentals because the new wave of renters will be young families, older people that downsize, they want to deal with the company, not a landlord. So we have to realize that there are many ways of doing it, but we have to change the way we think about real estate. Now we're going to pause a minute for a short break. So just to summarize, Tal doesn't think that rising inflation or rising interest rates will fundamentally alter the housing market in Canada because he thinks these issues are going to fade away soon. And then we'll be left with the same housing market that we always had. But the wild card is a recession. Central banks, including the Bank of Canada, may hike interest rates too high, too fast in their effort to tame inflation, which could end up causing a recession. I asked James Osborne, director and senior economist at TD Economics, about the likelihood of a recession and what exactly would happen. Uh, yeah, so they're definitely. Um, so we just published our updated forecast, which looks out to the next few years. And so what we've done is we say, okay, here's how much interest rates are going to bite the consumer. And remember, in Canada and the US, 
the consumer is the majority of gross domestic product. It's the majority of the spending we have. And they're being impacted based on, you know, here's high interest rates, here's high inflation, here's how much gasoline is going to be denting, denting or hitting the, the wallets of Canadians. What we find is that there's a significant hit to GDP. So we downgraded our forecast significantly. Um, like We're definitely going to be below 1% growth potentially for, for some quarters. And the problem is that there's not much buffer between the, the Bank of Canada, the Federal Reserve. They're decelerating the economy such that you're essentially bringing that growth rate of the economy, that speed of, of how much we're growing, really close to that recessionary territory, getting below zero. It's hard. It's, it's going to be a hard proposition for, for the Bank of Canada, for the Federal Reserve to be able to get growth to decelerate so much that you can squash inflation and not get some negative growth. So the probability recession definitely elevated right now. So you mentioned that consumer spending is a major part of the economy, that people are already feeling the bite of high inflation. Timing-wise, when do you expect high interest rates could also kick in and cause a recession to begin? We're in a good situation in Canada right now where we've actually had a lot of pent-up demand, a lot of excess savings in the economy. That's providing a cushion for some of these higher interest rates, higher inflation for Canadians. And obviously, summertime spending, everyone's kind of excited to go on those uh, those long delayed vacations, you know, going out to restaurants that they haven't been able to do for a long period of time. And so we think the spending is going to be able to maintain itself through the summer. But it's kind of when we get in towards the end of 2022, so winter months in 2023, when we really start seeing the impact of that high inflation, high interest rates really taking a hit on that GDP. And that's when the recession probabilities really start to increase. Do you have a gut feeling about if we have a recession, how severe it could be? So if you look at the U.S. and you look at what happened in the financial crisis, you had a situation where banks and consumers were heavily, heavily leveraged. You had people defaulting on mortgages. You had banks going into bankruptcy. That made the financial crisis incredibly severe. It did not just severe, but it took a decade for the economy to crawl its way out of that situation. We're not calling for that this time around. Something happened in the post-financial crisis time period, which is bank regulation. It forced the banks to de-risk effectively. So making them less of a threat of causing another financial crisis. And it's not just U.S. banks. Canadian banks are involved in that too. And as a result, the banking system is much more secure. Corporate balance sheets actually had improved from the pandemic because interestingly enough, and Canada is a pretty good example here, the sectors of the economy that were, we were worried about the most uh, with respect to the amount of debt and the imbalances they had going into the pandemic were some of the ones that actually had greatest profit benefit. And I'm talking about the energy companies. I'm talking about the mining companies, talking about the manufacturing sector. And they just had a huge benefit since the pandemic because that's where all the profits were being made. They've actually improved their financial standing tremendously. So the imbalances in the corporate sector, not so bad. In Canada, the level of government debt has increased, but we still have fairly low levels of, of government debt relative uh, to what we would consider worrying levels. The side for Canada that worried about is on the consumer side. Now, the consumer side, heavily leveraged, we know that just based on the fact that the run-up in housing has been uh, so tremendous and the amount of mortgage debt people have taken on. And, you know, it's not just mortgage debt, too. The, all different kinds of debt have been taken out, whether it be you know, auto loans, uh, lines of credit. The Canadian consumer is, is heavily leveraged, so we do worry about how they're going to be able to handle this. The good thing is, is the pandemic savings that people have accumulated should be able to buffer 
them. And I, I mentioned that a little bit earlier. And this is an important uh, realization that we have right now is that the ability for the consumer to withstand this, you know, the fact that interest rates are higher, inflation higher, is based on the fact that how many jobs are going to be lost if you go into recession. We have a pretty tight labor market right now. You know, that could change. We're, we're not expecting too much of a change, but, you know, these things can switch on a dime. But the fact that they have so much money saved up during this time period means that they're able to withstand this. And that should enable GDP to not contract to very worrying levels. So I mean, that was a little bit long-winded, and I, I can summarize. One is pent-up savings. Uh, and the other is the fact that the corporate sector is doing very well with respect, with respect to their imbalances that they would have relative to the past. And also the financial sector, incredibly strong right now. So the chances of a financial crisis that could spawn from this, that would be a very severe recession, much more lessened. So those are the things that we would point to as reasons why, if you do go into recession, why it might be a little bit more muted than in some of the worst historical episodes that we've seen. Interesting. You know, relating it to the broader macro economy, if interest rates go up too high, it's going to have all sorts of impacts, right? Like increased borrowing costs for businesses, but also for people and like homeowners. There's a statistic out there that's going around that says if interest rates go too high, 25% of Canadians could be forced out of their home. Have you heard this statistic and do you have any thoughts about, you know, whether we're teetering on the brink of some sort of housing foreclosure crisis? Yeah. So a lot of those statistics are hard to prove. Um, yeah. I would agree that debt service costs are rising to significantly high historical levels. So it's going to be hard for Canadians to manage that. They need to make adjustments to their spending. Or as you mentioned, you know, people might, people might need to, to sell their homes. Certainly, certainly could happen. One thing that I would push back on is that, you know, in Canada, we have a stress testing rules where we look to see, can people afford their homes before they get a mortgage if interest rates rise by a certain amount? And so when we look at this, people get stress tests to determine that. So the real issue for me, yes, interest rates rise, that puts pressure on people. A big wave of foreclosures, in my mind, happens when you have a big rise in job layoffs and people, so people losing their jobs. So a big rise in the unemployment rate. And, you know, the Bank of Canada has done all this research as well. TD Bank's done it as well. That is really the thing we're looking for. The idea is that if you have a mortgage right now, hopefully you're able to afford and adjust your spending such that you're able to maintain your home. Um, I agree it's going to be hard for a lot of people. Like 100%, it's going to be hard for people. It's hard to adjust your spending. The real risk is that you lose your income. And if you lose your income, being able to maintain your home is incredibly challenging. And that's really what happened in, in the US in the financial crisis is that unemployment rate rose huge. Um, and people weren't able to afford their homes because they leveraged themselves too much. And when they're in that situation, that was essentially the the setup for the financial crisis. So I think when, you, when you're asking that question, it's not just do interest rates rise and cause uh, foreclosures. You need to combine that with the whole macroeconomic picture. Because if you have a strong labor market and you have a low unemployment rate, we're not forecasting a wave of foreclosures. Is there anything else you're looking at really close? So there's a lot of positives going on, but we need to watch these, see if there's a turn. And one thing that we we note and you know we we say to clients all the time is that essentially we take the escalator on the way up or you take the stairs on the way up, but you take the elevator on the way down. So things do change fast. And so, you know, at TD Economics, we have a number of indicators we publish on our website that tries to forecast not just the probability of recession, but looking for turning points 
we have financial stress indices that determine, you know, are we actually going into the worst case scenario? And just so you know, they're not pointing to that right now. They're pointing to a slowdown, a significant slowdown, but they're not yet pointing to recession just yet. So I would argue that, uh, you know, we're, we're publishing all these things. We're trying to make it accessible to people. But we should remind people right now that the Canadian economy is doing very well. We have inflation. We have rising interest rates that are going to change and decelerate economic growth. Financial markets are under stress right now, but they're not under stress that would point to the worst case economic scenario. That's our show. Thank you for listening. And thank you to my guests, Benjamin Tall, Deputy Chief Economist of CIBC, and James Osborne, Senior Economist at TD Economics. Bryce Hall composed and performed the original music you heard and produced this show. Pamela Heaven, Noella Ovid, and Victoria Wells provided web support and editing. I'm Gabe Friedman. As I mentioned, we'll return with more new episodes of Down to Business on July 27th. Until then, you can find all your business news at financialpost.com.